And so we continue in God's Word this morning, now from the Gospel of Matthew chapter 16. And as uh, I begin the reading this morning, I invite you to stand as you're able for the reading of the Gospel. Now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? And he said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say I am? Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he strictly charged the disciples to tell no one that he was the Christ. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. In theater, or even on television or screen that you watch, there's a term called breaking the fourth wall. You know, the theater's uh, stage has got three walls, and then there's that figurative wall of, of glass that we look to to see the scene. Or most often, a real piece of glass that we're looking through, right? Recently, uh, Marvel's released a, a new television series called She-Hulk, and She-Hulk has been practicing uh, this phenomenon of breaking through the fourth wall. That is not just talking to the folks on stage, but breaking through and talking directly to the audience. She-Hulk's been breaking the fourth wall. So here's my sermon for today. Be like She-Hulk. Break through the fourth wall. For as we are called... By God, He invites us to share the forgiveness of sins together in this place, but not only here. To break the fourth wall to the world around us. And so the office of the keys, as we uh, heard in Matthew chapter 16 and in John 20 as well today, is an invitation to the church, an invitation to share the forgiveness of sins that we have received. We pray it all the time. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And so Jesus gives us this gift and this calling. And He gives it not just to the individual, but to the whole church. And so, it is most certainly included when 
like I did earlier, proclaim before each of you the forgiveness of sins behind this altar. But it's not just an institutional gift or a gift for worship. It's meant to break the fourth wall. It's to the whole church, to you and me when we leave this place, to extend the forgiveness of sins to the people that we encounter. And we do that like Jesus taught us. As ancient rabbinic literature teaches us, and that's where we get those terms, as scholar Robert Smith will point out, bind and loose, we get a comparison to the binding and loosing that Jesus invites us to compared to that which the Sadducees and Pharisees are dispensing in the book of Matthew. If you keep reading, you'll see this comparison. The Sadducees and Pharisees uh, thought of themselves as gatekeepers on who they should keep out. But Jesus gives us the office of the keys to extend who to welcome in. And so who defines the binding and loosening is not you or I. That's why the gift comes to the whole church. It's God's word. It's the exalted word of Jesus. So you don't decide, nor do I, what is sin or not sin or what needs to be forgiven or not forgiven. Only God's word decides that. And so we are anchored in God's word. By the way, this is no different than as we have been experiencing it throughout this series on what is Christianity, including baptism, what empowers that water, but the Word. Holy communion, the Word. What brings creation to life, let there be light, but God's Word And so here too, in the office of the keys, what gives it authority is not you or me, but the very Word of God. It's God's Word. It's as if Jesus, like you do when you give it to your kids and you take the car keys and you toss them the keys and maybe you say, don't wreck it, right? <laughs> Uh, A friend of mine, a pastor who's actually preaching his final sermon before retiring today, uh, when he would go on vacation, would say to his associate pastors, he'd toss them the keys of the church and say, don't wreck it. I don't know why they didn't like that. Isn't it amazing that Jesus tosses us the keys and he doesn't say don't wreck it? He just gives us this gift and this invitation and it all comes under His Word. We are not the owner. He is. We're stewards of this grace. So long as we stay connected to Jesus' exalted Word. And so the office of the keys most certainly includes the the ordaining and calling of pastors, the the declaration of forgiveness of sin in worship, 
We see how it gets extended in Matthew chapter 18, how the church is called to seek repentance and forgiveness of sins amongst each other. But it's not just some sort of institutional power. It's stewardship of God's grace. A stewardship that He's given to each of us. And so we're called, you and I, to invite confession and extend forgiveness. And where does that take place? Well, I think it's not by mistake or coincidence that Jesus has this conversation with his disciples at this place known as Caesarea Philippi. Now, Caesarea Philippi, north of Galilee, was certainly a place to get away with his disciples because the truth is, it was a location where pagan gods were worshipped and sacrificed to. No good Jew would go there, so it's a good place to get away if you want to get away from the crowds, right? But more than that, as the proclamation and confession of faith that Peter, and by the way, a couple chapters earlier in Matthew 14, all of the disciples made, and so most scholars think Peter is a spokesman for all of them at this point in this confession of faith, makes is taking place and this commission of throwing us the keys happens right in the face of pagan worship and sacrifice. So where are we called to extend the grace and forgiveness of Jesus to the broken world around us. The broken world that we walk into every day of our lives. And remember, it's not by your goodness or mine, right? It is by the power of God's Word. If you look at the construction of the uh, the Greek there in Matthew 16, which is interesting, as scholar R.T. France will point out, it's, it's the future perfect. It's the already not yet. Been already made complete in heaven. Making Peter, making us not the initiator of this forgiveness, but the faithful steward of God's own decision. God's already determined purpose. And and then who are we to share this with? Most certainly within the body of Christ and with each other. But also, don't forget to be like She-Hulk and break the fourth wall. We need to carry it and extend it to the world around us. This is a holy and important and yes, difficult calling. But as we consider what is Christianity, it's part of our life together. Look at how in what many call Martin Luther's final will and testament, he, we now think he 
looking back on it with the eyes of history, that he had a heart attack. And he thought he was going to die. He lived another 10 years, actually, when he was writing this. But he thought he was going to die, and so he fervently wrote this, what he thought was just prior to his death, the small called articles, a confession of faith. And there he talks about the office of the keys. And some of which he's written about it includes this, God is super abundantly generous in his grace. Super abundantly generous in his grace. First, first with the spoken word, which by the forgiveness of sins is preached to the whole world. This is the particular office of the gospel, he writes. Second, through baptism, as we discussed a few weeks ago. Third, through holy communion. And fourth, through the power of the keys. God is super abundantly generous in His grace, extended through His church, you and me. And how is that church to live and to be called? We hear that in Ephesians 4 in that reading today. The word church in Greek, ekklesia, literally means God's called out ones. God's called out ones. So we share that here and out beyond the fourth wall. And he equips us to do that in in five ways. Through the apostles. Apostles are like the Marines. They go first, right? They are bold and leaders. They're prophets who bring the word faithfully. There are evangelists who are messengers of the word to those who have not yet heard. There are pastors who shepherd and keep us in the word and protect us and comfort us. There are teachers that help us dig into the word. And so in these fivefold ways, the church is equipped not just then, but right now. And many of us, are sometimes quick to think of this listing as just a gift, gifting list that some of us have and some of us don't. But really, this is a gift to the whole church. The Ephesians 4 reading there says, to each of us. And so while some of us might be more inclined to be more apostolic or more prophetic or more evangelists or more pastors and teachers... All of these gifts come to the whole church to equip us to live out our calling to extend the forgiveness of sins. Let me give you an example of how that gets played out. Parents know at three in the morning when your child is sick, you can't say to them, sorry, I don't have a medical degree, so I'm not going to be able to help you, right? Or if you come across an accident scene and you're the first one and maybe the only one there, uh, it doesn't help to say, sorry, my CPR card's expired, right? When we encounter uh, the need before us, the need to extend the forgiveness of sins, we are equipped as apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers in that moment by 
this gift from God's Word. God provides these gifts. His Word provides these gifts. And we get equipped, certainly by all of that within the body of Christ, but not so that it will stay here, certainly to be blessed here, but also to bust through the fourth wall and share it with all that we encounter. And so this five-fold ministry is an everyday ministry. And sometimes, maybe even often, it's not easy. As Simon Peter was called in the Gospel of John, Jesus said that you'll go where you don't want to go. You'll be led where you don't want to be led. It's out of your control. And that difficult calling for him is the same calling we have. But because of the joy set before us, the forgiveness of sin given to us, He invites us to do the difficult things to share and be stewards of this grace to the people in our homes. And aren't you glad that they extend that grace to you? To the people in your workplace, you know that guy that really bugs you. Steward of grace there. How about in your marriage? Marriages are called to be lighthouses of sacrificial love and dispensing forgiveness to the world. And I know that's not always the case, but we need forgiveness there and we need to dispense it there too. Or even extending it to those who have deeply hurt you. And it's at this point I want to remind you that forgiveness is not and does not mean Permission. Forgiveness does not mean permission. In fact, forgiveness is a statement being loosed and bind by God's word that says that what has happened was wrong against God's word. The need for forgiveness implies that. And so you and I, in all of these places, some of them very difficult. And the people that we encounter are called to be stewards of God's grace. He's thrown us the keys. And so as we share that grace here among us, we are equipped. And as we share that grace, even places like pagan places like Caesar, uh, Caesarea Philippi, or maybe our own homes... He invites us. Your church council and staff spent the weekend, Friday night, and till right before worship yesterday in a retreat, considering what is it that God is inviting us to to continue to extend this forgiveness of sins to others, our a vision statement, and how to do it. A Jesus-shaped life with God each other, and the people we encounter past these doors and to the ends of the earth. So friends, be like She-Hulk. Let's break the fourth wall. Amen.